0: IT'S TIME FOR A CHANGE! Oh, yeah! I have so much anger, I feel like I've been raped! In the face! Raged. At no point in your rambling were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Welcome to the Element of Surprise. My name is Chadwick J. Suet. I am your incredibly manly and macho host. I have veins in my penis. I drive a 1970 Oldsmobile Toronado. I am manly. You are... Are manly, and if you're not manly, you should be, and that's what we're gonna cover tonight. It is November. It is No Shave November. It is Movember. It is time to get manly. This is the third annual Man episode, so let's fucking get manly, shall we? What are we can talk about tonight? Let's talk about a few things. First, let's get it out of the way. Check us out at eosmentallyirregular.podbean.com. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. Join the group. Join all that stuff. Be manly with us. Uh, tonight, we're going to get manly. We're going to talk about cooked meats. We're going to talk about the manliest film ever made. We're going to talk about manning up. We're going to talk about muscle cars. We're going to talk about uh, manly cats. We're going to talk about smoking a pipe and wearing Ivy caps and suspenders. We're going to talk about old scotch whiskey and fighting. We're going to talk about... Wearing one of them old one-piece, you know, like it was a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, but all in one piece, striped swim outfits from like for men back in like the 20s. We're going to talk about manly dancing. We're going to talk about choosing uh, the hardest way possible to accomplish any task. We're going to talk about having no concern for for our physical or emotional safety, or being able to tolerate anything with anything but a gruff reflection. And then we're going to talk about fires. Because that's what being manly is. Let's get started right off the bat. I want to talk a little bit to you about cooked meats. We're going to talk about cooked meats right now. Now, first off, first off, cooked meats. If if you're a man, you know, first off, that you're cooking your own meats. And this meat thing, it's not going to be like ham or roast beef. You're not going to make a meatloaf. You're a man. You're going to cook like, you're going to like fist fight a bear and give the bear an uppercut. Here's what we're going to do. Listen. And I'm talking to you unmanly types out there. Okay, Cupcake, listen to me. Listen up, princess. Here's what we're going to do. I have, in my possession right now, I have kidnapped, I have kidnapped two innocent bear cubs. And their mom is pissed. She's a big-ass, fucking pissed-off, angry mother Kodiak bear. And I've left your shirt at the scene of the crime. So she's coming for you. You're going to have to fist fight this fucking Kodiak bitch-ass bitch mom bear. So, of course, you're going, to be, you're going to have to do this with your bare hands. I don't want to see any guns. I don't want to see you get any weapons. You're not going to fight the bear with sticks or pointed sticks or knives like Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin did in that movie. You're going to use your bare hands. And this should take you no more than eight punches and one German suplex to accomplish, okay? So you're going to fight this bear. And when you're done, her remains should be nothing more than edible-sized... Eat uh, edible-sized chunks of bear meat that you've cooked over a fire you've also created while fighting the bear. (coughs) That's the meats that we're going to eat tonight. We're going to eat bear meat because I said so. So, prepare, because there's a Kodiak bear coming for you right now. I don't know when it's going to get there. She's pissed off. She might be on her way right now. Point is is that I framed you as the kidnapper of her her children. Um, Another type of meat we're going to eat, we're going to eat Brock Lesnar meat because... Anybody that's know that knows Brock Lesnar knows that he's clearly not a man. He's a shaved beast of some sort, and he's just paraded out there and forced to do it's it's tantamount of tricks. It's like it's like you know how you go to the circus and they put the elephant on the um on the unicycle. That's that's Brock Lesnar. That's what he is. He's not a man. So I I want to taste the uh, forbidden meat of a Brock Lesnar. We're gonna hunt us a Brock Lesnar. And again. Rock Lesnar's a little a little more powerful than a Kodiak bear, so what we're gonna have to do is um, we're gonna have to fight him a different different strategies. In this case, I want you to lay traps. I want you to go straight up fucking predator and go Arnold Schwarzenegger, lure him into the jungles, and lay traps all over the jungles that you've done with like your own like you pulled vines to to pull a counterweight. A large log is a counterweight, and you've you've Sharpened sticks, and you, you've got—you're uh, wearing mud all over your body as, as camouflage to lure the Brock Lesnar in, and you're gonna—you're gonna fight and capture this Brock Lesnar to feast on its cooked meats, and uh, we're also gonna eat Sasquatch meats because there's no manlier meat that for a man to eat than the meat of Sasquatch himself—the me- the meat of the missing link. The meat of the, the the legendary Bigfoot, the Yeti himself, Sasquatch meat, is the most delectable meats that a man can eat. So we're going to eat bear meat, Sasquatch meat, and Brock Lesnar meat. Now, again, getting back to that Brock Lesnar meat, the only way, the only way, as a true man, and I'm, I'm saying this to all you princesses out there and all you, uh, all you happy little cupcakes sitting around, uh, you know, showing genuine emotion and... Uh, you know, crying willingly and saying that it's okay for a man to cry. You guys, I want you to be out there actively, actively going straight up Schwarzenegger. Here's what we're going to do. First things first, I want you to strip down to just just your tidy whities If you're wearing boxer shorts or boxer briefs, exchange them for a pair of tidy whities and I want you to go outside right now. And I want you to roll in the mud. And I want you to let the mud cake yourself. Because, as we know, Brock Lesnar only sees in uh, thermal infrared vision. <laughs> like the Predator Monster. That's how Brock Lesnar's vision works. <laughs> he, he attacks by sensing the heat of your body. <laughs> so, you gotta cake yourself with mud. So that way, Brock Lesnar can't sense your body heat. And then you're gonna build traps. I want you to dig a large hole, and I want you to line the hole with uh, spiked sticks, uh, sharpened pointed sticks into spikes, and I want you to cover it with, like, a net and some leaves. Uh, again, you're going to pull a large log, a large tree trunk up into the air, tied onto a vine as a counterweight for, like, a wily coyote, wily Coyote-like noose trap that you're making for him, and... Um, you know, just all types of different, different, like, wilderness survival traps to catch yourself a Brock Lesnar or a Sasquatch. Now, when it comes to that Kodiak bear, I mentioned again, you got eight punches in a German suplex. If you can't do it in that, you can't do it. And uh, then you got to hand over your man card. So, that's what, that's that's the kind of cooked meats we're talking about. Like, now, maybe, maybe you get you know, you could start off, for those truly unmanly types out there, you know, uh, you guys can you guys can start off a little little lower. Like maybe, uh, like uh, kill a wild boar, wrestle a wild boar to the ground, and like snap its neck with your bare hands, and then raise it above your head and give like a like a like a guttural yeah, primal yell, like Hah! as you raise the boar, the wild boar above your head. That way, you know, the people know that you're becoming more manly. And work your way up. You know, after that, it can be a water buffalo. You start off with a wild boar, then you then you then you, uh, you know get the water buffalo, and you, you hunt the water buffalo with you know maybe like a st- stick, like a javelin that you sharpened into a point, and you're gonna hunt the water buffalo. You're gonna come up out of the water. You know, just raise just your eyes and then you're going to stand up quickly and before the water buffalo can can react, you're going to throw the javelin stick and it's going to pierce it through the side of the head and then you're going to get the water buffalo. And again, you know, raise it up above your head and, and just scream off into the distance. So that way, everyone can hear your primal yells as you kill the water. But matter of fact, if you're not pre- if you're not gorilla pressing every single one of these kills over your head and screaming like a man, you're just not a man. That's just how it goes. Speaking of uh, predator and using predator-like tactics to capture Brock Lesnar because there's no other way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Predator has got to be the manliest movie ever made. It's got to be the manliest fucking movie ever made. And I've got proof. The movie stars... Here, let me just tell you the, the three of the main characters in the movie Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, and Jesse the Body Ventura. Those three names alone have just impregnated your girlfriend and caused, like, 12 underground fight clubs to form. And then there's more people in it. There's only one woman in the whole goddamn movie. And she's just there for... I don't know. They needed to have a woman? You know, some activists said, Nope, you gotta have a woman in it. So they cast one. And the movie is so fucking manly that they don't even put these guys up against other guys. They have to put it up against a skilled alien hunter that has natural, like, camouflage and space weapons. And even then... They're, they they, you know, it's defeated. It's defeated in the end because it's the fucking manliest movie ever made. And if you watch the movie, the more the movie goes on, the more manly the characters become in their attempts to fight back against the Predator. It starts off and they're like this, like, skilled tactical, you know, um, mercenary unit, right? And they go in and they wipe out that entire, uh... That entire little encampment of fucking, uh, you know, people, because Carl Weathers uh, tells them that's where the hostages are, even though it's just CIA papers or some bullshit. I don't know. Nobody cares about that. But they wipe that out single-handedly oh, wow. while making quips and throwing, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger throws a big-ass fucking Bowie knife through somebody, and it pins him to the wall, and he goes, stick around. And, uh, and then he kicks down a door and says, knock, knock, before blowing people into fucking blood mist. But, and you think, you know, that's how badass these guys are. Jesse Ventura gets shot in that scene, and somebody says, Oh, shit, man, you're hit. You're bleeding. He goes, I ain't got time to bleed. The man is so fucking manly, he doesn't have time to fucking bleed. He's got more important shit to do. He he puts skull in his mouth. He puts dip, like tobacco dip, into his mouth on the helicopter, on the way into the jungle, and says that it'll turn you into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus like him. He tells you this. But as the movie goes on, they get somehow, against all odds, more manly. They start discarding the weapons and the tactics and start relying more on primal, primal ways. You know, like by the time Carl Weathers uh, and uh, and Mac are uh, going after the Predator, you know, they're using like a two-man silent squad. It doesn't work out for them. Next thing you know, you got that Indian guy, Billy, and he just, you know, he just Drops all his fucking weapons and pulls out, like, a bowie knife and just cuts himself across the chest to show that he can take pain. Predator finishes him up. Finally, it boils down to Arnold Schwarzenegger rolling around in the mud like a Neanderthal and just making guttural sounds, which I'm not sure if he was actually talking there or if it's just the man- manliness pouring out of him. But, uh, you know, he literally does that to fight the Predator. And even then, even then, his manliness is, over- is-, is still finds a new way to reach a new level as he outruns a, an alien therm- thermonuclear explosion. It's the manliest fucking movie ever made. You can't argue that. You can't argue that with me. I'm not saying there aren't other manly movies. I'm just saying that whenever you stack them up against Predator, it's the manliest fucking movie that anybody's ever made. Somebody just said, Hey, I want pure testosterone on film. And so and John McTiernan rolled up. He's like, I got an idea. It's called Predator. And they're like, aren't you the guy that... uh?" You know, or, or aren't you the guy that's going to film Die Hard in two years and change the action genre as we know it? And he goes, "Yeah, but that's not happened yet." So how about Predator instead? The movie was so manly that the original Predator was supposed to be played by Jean Claude Van Damme. Unfortunately, that much manliness couldn't be contained, and it kept destroying the kit, the film stock. So they they, they they cast a like a stunt actor as the Predator. But um, so that's I mean, Predator's hands down the manliest fucking movie anybody's ever made, ever. You can't equal it. You can't go back in time and make a manlier movie, and now nowadays, 20, 2019 heading into 2020, nobody's going to man up to Predator. The, the closest we get to anybody being as manly as Predator is, like, you still get, like, one-liners here and there, but they're not as good. John Wick. John Wick might be the closest thing 2020, 2019 and 2020 has to, like, a real man's man, and that's only because he is, and I'm quoting um, the Russian dude at the beginning of John Wick Chapter 2 here, he's less of a man and more of a creature of pure fucking will. So, you know, he, he's as close as we come. But you go back to 1986, 87. Watch fucking Predator. Manliest movie ever made. That's how. That's how you man up. That's how you man up. Speaking of manning up. Speaking of manning up, I'm gonna help you guys out now. I'm gonna help a lot of you unmanly types. We're gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna re- reclaim your manliness. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. First things first anybody within the sound of my voice that feels like maybe they could they could be a little more manly take this advice because this is for you this is for you cupcake this is for you princess I want you to take off your dress I want you to put down the teacup I want you to go into your bedroom I want you to grab a shirt with no sleeves if you don't have one tear the sleeves off no no don't cut the sleeves off don't do that tear them off be a man now Go get a pair of jeans. No, no, not skinny jeans. Matter of fact, for even suggesting skinny jeans, you've, you're now deducted 10% of your manliness. That now puts you into negative manliness. You're officially a woman. Go home. Now, uh, for the rest of you, put on a pair of bootcut jeans, the only manly type of jeans there are, and then I want you to grab a pair of boots. Any any type of boots, work boots preferably, but any type of boots. You can't wear shoes for this. No man, no self-respecting man wears shoes. You wear boots, combat boots if you have them. If not, a pair of work boots will do. All right, now go into your garage. I want you to grab three nails. There should be three nails lying around somewhere in your garage. If not, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? What are you doing to me here? Come on, man. Okay, so you know, what? fuck fuck it in the garage. Go go to go to, to Homele, go to Home Depot. Go to Lowe's. Go to Home Depot. You're gonna get a. You're gonna buy a um, a coffee can, a coffee tin full of full of nails that are just in various sizes and levels of rust. And um, you know your grandfather should have given you one of those. Just as a, that everyone's grandfather should hand down one thing through the passage of time. Two things through the passage of time. He should hand down his watch. From his father and his grandfather before him. And so you should basically own like a 200-year-old pocket watch. And you should own an empty coffee tin filled with nails that have just been like collected from God knows where. And are at varying stages of rust. Those are the two things that a man should own in their home. So go get your coffee tin full of nails. Go out to Home Depot. And I want you to buy just a bunch of 2x4s. Because you're going to build a deck. You're going to build a deck right now. All right, you got your 2x4s, you got your coffee tin full of rusty nails. Go into the backyard. Now, notice I didn't, yes, I know that. I didn't say anything about a hammer. No, don't go go get a hammer. You don't need one. You're a man. You're just going to punch the nails into the wood until the deck is built. This shouldn't take you more than an hour and a half anyway, and that includes staining and uh, sealing it. So, I'm going to need you now to be punching. A series of rusted nails with your bare fists into into two-by-fours of wood to build a deck out in the back of your house. And it's got to it's be, like, a real good deck. You're going to want, like, a fire pit in there and, like, you know, a grilling station, so like, some benches that are part of the deck. Don't build the benches separately. Build them into the deck, man. You're a man. And then, you know... Let me know when you're done. Again, this shouldn't take you more than an hour. You're a man's man, and if you accomplish that, then you're you can officially put your manliness level at mm, 10 percent. Eleven percent. You're now at eleven percent manliness. Because the next thing you got to do is this. Here's what we're gonna do next. Now, I want you to go to a uh, to a bad part of town, some place where maybe like some like seedy types hang out you know not not to see I'm not talking like straight up meth heads or anything like that cuz no man wants to deal with that but go to like you know maybe like a biker bar yeah go to a biker bar now here's what you're gonna do you're gonna find any woman in the biker bar that you have a mild attraction to and you're gonna go up to her and you're gonna say exactly this you're gonna go up to her and be like hey pretty lady I'd like to buy you a drink before she answers buy her the drink Uh oh you know what's happening now Turn around. Turn around, man. You see that guy coming at you? The big one? The giant bald guy with a wrench in his hand? That's Knuckles. And this girl you just hit on is Knuckles fiance or woman, as they've been known to say in the biking uh in the biking culture. And her name is Banshee. So Knuckles saw you talking to Banshee and he is not pleased. Now, do you see how Knuckles, instead of attacking you with the wrench, he gave you the wrench? That's because he doesn't see you as a man. He's going to rip you apart with his bare hands right now and he expects you to have to use the wrench for defense and he still intends on winning. So what you got to do here, you're in a spot. You're in a spot right now. So here's what you got to do. Number one, put that wrench down. Put down the wrench. Okay? Now here's what you say. You You put one hand up. You say, whoa, I don't want to throw hands with you right now. I was just complimenting the pretty lady. If this is your lady, then you're a very lucky man. I'd like to buy you a drink too. See, you've not apologized for anything, but you've still owned up to what you're doing. You've now earned Knuckles' respect. You've now earned Banshee's respect. They want you to buy them a drink. They're going to buy you one in return. Your man card is just now... Popped up from that 11% to 28%. 28% manliness. All all by that. Not a not a not a fist was thrown. You just won. You just won by manning up. See, that's all you got to do. You just man up a little bit, and and you won. You didn't apologize. Been like, oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was your woman. Be like, I don't want to throw hands with you. I was just complimenting the lady. If this is your lady. Then you're a lucky guy. I'd like to buy you a drink too. You know? And and you know, he he's he he now respects you. Knuckles respects you, Banshee respects you. Banshee is actually possibly a little attracted to you now, which means that Knuckles respects you more. Knuckles respects you more. Don't don't ask me about the science about that. You're not you're a man. First off, next let me let me throw this out here. Men don't ask questions the only question you should ever ask as a man is where is my dinner and who the hell is it, do you think you are that is the those are the only two questions two questions alright man question what's question number one where is my dinner question number two who in the hell do you think you are those are the only two questions a man should ever ask and a man doesn't follow anybody blindly okay now shut up and follow me blindly so moving along We're going to talk a little bit about muscle cars. We're going to talk about muscle cars right now. A man doesn't drive anything but a muscle car. There are only, matter of fact, there are only three acceptable cars for a real man to drive. One, the 1970 Oldsmobile Toronado. Number two, the 1963 Volkswagen Beetle. And number three, the Dodge Dart. And I don't mean that new one that came out in, like, 2011, 2012. I'm talking the original Dart. Those three cars are the only cars that are tr- that a real man can drive. Yeah, you can walk around in your Mustang and, pr- and drive around in your Mustang and prance and primp, but you know what? That, that tells me that you might have, uh, you know, you might be overcompensating for something, and a man doesn't need to overcompensate. A man can drive around in a Dodge Dart and a Volkswagen Beetle and be fine with it. The Toronado? The Toronado's just for show. The Toronado's just a manly car, you know. You can't help but matter of fact. It's, that's the, the Toronado should be just handed out to you as you become a man. When you become a man, Granddad gives you his watch and a coffee tin filled with old nails at varying stages of rust, and then just the government should just be like, and here's a 1970 Tor, uh, Oldsmobile Toronado for becoming a man, and you know that, that. I think that's reasonable. I think that's a reasonable thing is that you should just get a Toronado for becoming a man. And then the other two cars, the 63 Volkswagen Beetle and the, uh, the Dodge Dart, I think it was, uh, let me look it up, hold on. The 1960 Dodge Dart. That's it. The 1960 Dodge Dart. And the 1963 Volkswagen Beetle should be the only cars that you ever go out and buy. Now, I know in 2019 it's going to be hard to come by, but there are junkyards. You go find one and you refurbish that son of a bitch. You put that thing back together with your bare hands, with your mitts. I did it with these, you say. Whenever they say, oh man, did you build that Do- That 1960 Dodge Dart? You go, yeah, I did it with these. And you show your rough, calloused hands. They're still cracked and scabbed from the time that you spent putting it back together, that's man stuff. That's how to be a man. A matter of fact, there's only two other cars that I, uh, there's only two other automobiles that I can say a real man will put together with his bare hands. One is Kit from Knight Rider, and the other one is the DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future. If you spend your time working on or refurbishing or putting back together any other car, that's just a hobby. That's not man stuff. That's just, it's a hobby and ultimately a waste of your time um, alright so let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk a little bit about this now we just talked about your cars we just talked about predator we talked about cooked meats and we talked about manning up now I'm gonna combine all four of those for what is going to be your final test at manhood okay this is how you get your 100% manliness man card. this is how you join the tough son of a bitch club I want you to turn around and I want you to look outside you see that big—I'm talking like nine-foot-tall, heavily muscled, purple Josh Brolin on your on your lawn? Yeah, he's pissed off, and he wants to fight you right now. Also, you see that kind of golden glove, metal glove thing with the glow, six glowing rocks in it? He wants that. Your goal—don't let, don't give that to him. You got to be a man. Don't give him that. You got to keep it away from him. And yes, I know he looks like he's going to kick your ass. But don't worry. Don't worry. A real man can handle it. Plus, hey, can you hear me? Hello, men, can you hear me? On your left. That's Knuckles and Banshee. They just showed up. There's the bear cubs from the mom Kodiak bear that I, that I kidnapped. Now fully grown and armed with weaponry. There is Sasquatch himself showing up. He is, he is happy. That you were able to kill one of his brethren and feast on their meats, and so now they, the rest of the Sasquatches, now view you as a Sasquatch too. So they're here to help out. All the other Brock Lesners are showing up. That you were able to defeat one of their own in battle by using predator-like tactics and covering your body in mud to hide your heat signature, because that's how Brock Lesnar see. They're all here to help you. So now you're going to fight this giant, uh, this giant purple Josh Brolin, with all the, with this help that I've sent you, and uh, you know. And if, if everything goes your way, as it should, because you're a man, you've won. All right, so now you've won. You've won. You've beaten the giant purple Josh Brolin. Um, you know, you, you beat him in the fight thanks to your help from the Bear, the Sasquatches, the other Brock Lesners, uh, Knuckles and Banshee, who showed up driving a, a 1970 Toronado. Um, you know, they all came over and they helped you. And you still got the glove. He didn't get the glove in the glowing rocks. That's excellent. Congratulations, man. Now what do you do? Everything looks to be kind of a wreck, huh? Well, you still got that glove. Put it on. Put on the glove. Snap your fingers. You hear that? Bam. Bam. Everything just changed. Everything changed. Now open your other hand. Look in your hand. Look what you got. That is a card. That is a laminated identification card of some time. What's it say on there? It says man card. Registered. 100%. Tough son of a bitch. You've just done it. You've won your manliness back. Good job. Good job. Now I'd like to talk for a moment about the, uh, about the manliest cat in existence. (coughs) That's right, Vowse. That's right, it's you. The long-haired Persian. By far the manliest cat. First off, there is not one thing about a long-haired Persian cat's face that doesn't immediately the term that shouldn't immediately evoke emotions of stately gentleman, boldness and he man uh, he man magnitude this is all things that you should get from looking at I'm looking at Baus right now and my I'm I'm filled with pride as if he were my own son and uh, you know I see him and oh my god look how fuzzy he is that's manly he's got it his face naturally his concave you know, smashed in, collapsing star of a face, naturally has a handlebar mustache on it. Right, Bows? Here. Say something, Baus. Of course you're not. Why do you never speak when I need you to? Look at your face. You've got got a natural handlebar mustache. The manliest of mustaches. You are by, by far and away the manliest cat that has ever existed. And all Persian cats are manly cats. If you own a regular cat, that's just a cat. It's just there. Maybe you don't even feed it. I wouldn't. But a Persian cat? You gotta have that thing and you, got, you hold it. Look at Blofeld. Look at James Bond supervillains. Persian cat. Persian cat right there. You are now a, you're a fucking supervillain because of how manly your cat is. You were a supervillain because of how manly your cat is. What you need to do is grow the manliest mustache in history, a handlebar mustache, so that way you and your cat that also naturally has a handlebar mustache can sit there. You can have eloquent conversations while also stroking your cat, while also rigging dynamite to a cartoonishly large plunger. That that's manly. That's fucking manly. You're you're a card-carrying man now. And now you've got the Persian cat. These they're stately, they're they're fucking robust, they are uh Adorable and that's okay for a man to say that a cat is adorable, but only if it's a Persian cat because it's the manliest cat out there. Now we're going to talk about a little bit next about uh, the manliest years in existence. the manliest years in existence. It was a 39- uh, year time frame between 1880 and 1919. Back then, men only did three things. They only did three things: they would smoke they would fight and they would wear awesome clothing while growing facial hair that was also awesome so what's the mainliest thing to smoke it's a pipe obviously if your answer was anything but a pipe you're you're wrong don't no don't give me that parasol thing that long fucking thing with the cigarette on the end don't smoke that well i bet you've got a i bet you've got a, a fucking pencil mustache while you're smoking that you know a pencil mustache it was, first off, it doesn't even fit into this 39-year time frame. It's from the 19, uh, 1920s through the 1940s. And yeah, back then it was the very definition of suave, whereas now it's the very definition of sex criminal. So you don't want to have a pencil mustache. You want a handlebar mustache. Then you're going to smoke a pipe. The larger your pipe, the more manly you are. The larger your pipe, the more manly you are. I fully expect each and every one of you men to be dragging a large pipe behind you, maybe in a in a, in a contraption, like an old wagon or something like that, for you to smoke. So, because that, that would just be manly as shit. And your, your mustaches and beards would blow in the wind. Also, you need to wear suspenders and ivy caps. If you don't know what an ivy cap is, it's the type of hat I normally wear. Um look them up. It's the manliest hat. The only the next step next step for manly hats would be it goes in this order. It goes ivy caps are number 1. Then you have those those straw hats like um like uh what were those called? Barbershop quartet guys, they they the, the hats like they used to wear is number 2. Then you get a derby, a bowler a bowler's derby, like a bowler bowler hat. And uh, then you get a top hat. Those are the those are the manliest hats. Ball caps pfft, Get out of here, pussy. Go home. Nobody gives a shit about you anyway. Go, 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 go. Watch your baseball. The worst sport in existence. Now, getting back into the man stuff that happened in those times. You, you were also fighting, but while you were fighting, you were expected to be doing something else, and that is eloquently insulting your opponent by saying that things were bully or that uh, you. Uh, you know you 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 had to call them like like a knock around like a knock around guy or uh, possibly a uh, you know say that their wife was a trollop you got to use old timey terms cuz this will confuse them and allow for the fighting to go in your favor and uh, also while this is happening you got to be sipping on scotch whiskey no no other drink is allowed you have to be sipping on a on a on a tumbler of scotch whiskey while you're fighting and insulting people with old old timey phrases um, at this point in time, since you're a man, your mustache should be big enough that no one should even actually see your mouth move. They should just see the mustache move and assume that you're talking. That's that's manly. That's the best way to do it. Now, let's talk a little bit about vacation. Even a man needs a vacation. And I don't mean your regular vacation where you go out there and you karate chop trees to fall down to build yourself a new log cabin in the summertime. I'm talking about, you know, maybe getting away and swimming. You know, and... Uh, Whenever you whenever you go swimming you get, you got to wear a swimsuit. And men, you know, there you get this image thing today where guys, the the image of oh a muscular man in a in a pair of board shorts. Maybe his board shorts are a little tight. Maybe you can see the outline of his dingus. Ooh. That's that's manly? No it isn't. Go fuck yourself. That's not manly at all. The manliest the manliest swimwear there ever was and ever will be is that one pieced full-bodied like shorts Slash T-shirt with the buttons on it that came in. It, it was striped like a burglar. That was that's manly manly swimwear. And what do you do when you have when you, you do uh, wear that? You uh, do the the breaststroke, only the breaststroke out into the ocean, and you fight sharks in 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 fisticuffs. Only sharks, yes. I mean I mean you could fight other fish, but what's the point? I mean unless you need them to fish for dinner, but no real man's ever eaten fish. But so that's what you do. You swim out there into the ocean and you have your, your 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 thing on, your your swimwear with the stripes and you swim out there and you know you, 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 you cut your hand to get the blood cuz that'll bring the sharks to you. You don't want to go to the sharks, they bring the sharks to you. Yeah, cuz and then as they come in you're going to you jab and uppercut. You're going to jab and uppercut and maybe 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 a uh, maybe a right hook. And that that'll take out the sharks, and that's what you're gonna do. That's a man vacation. Um, now, there, there's there's dancing. Now, if you go to the south, and I don't recommend ever going to the south, but if you go to the south, they'll say, oh, line dancing. Line dancing is manly dancing. No, it is not. No, it is not. Get your fucking cowboy boots and go the fuck home, you piece of shit. I bet that you're I bet you're a Texan. I bet you are an Arkansan or a Texan, and I bet that uh, we're going to have to fight now. So here's how you fight. Here's how you fight a Texan or an Arkansan, or basically anybody from the South. First off, you need to wear the right outfit, because the, the trust me, the outfit will dis, will um, will confuse them and also kind of dissolve the situation before it happens. You're going to insult them and you're going to fight them, but you need to wear a pair of Wrangler blue jeans. One size too small, so that way it's just like it fits you like a second pair of skin, and also shows the outline of your dingus. Um, While this is happening, you're also gonna want to wear a pair of work boots and a a t-shirt that is simultaneously the American flag and a Budweiser advertisement. And you're gonna want to also get like a like a like a trucker's cap. You know, anything that reads John Deere or um, you know just like America on it. And then, when you're insulting them, they'll be confused. They'll be like, how can anybody that patriotic be insulting the South? And so, you know, they'll be confused, which allows you to win the fight. Um, Not that you couldn't win the fight anyway, because you're a man, but this, you know, this is just, you got to confuse them. They're easily confused. Also, when you insult them, don't, don't, don't. Don't overthink it. You know, you don't want to be like, "Oh man, you uneducated piece of shit." To be like, "Huh, uneducated? What the fuck does that mean?" Just, just call them a pussy or like girly tits or some shit like that. You know, something unmanly. And uh, the which you know leads me back to manly dancing. The only manly way to dance is slightly nodding your head or tapping one foot. Never both at the same time. Never. Never ever both at the same time. You t- you can either nod your head or you can tap your foot. One or the other. Never both at the same time. That's the only manly form of dancing there is. Now, being a man means something. And it's something that I think in uh, 2019 heading into 2020 in our day and age is lost. Especially amongst the, uh, the younger generations. The millennials and stuff. They don't understand manliness. They don't know what it means. And, uh, Manliness can really be boiled down to one thing. What it means is no matter what task you have to accomplish, always choose the hardest fucking possible way to accomplish that task. If you got to write your name on a piece of paper, I don't care how how you got to do it, make it the hardest fucking way around it. You know, like maybe like you got to write your name on a piece of paper, so what you do is you pierce, you know, like like a vein, and you fill up an old pen like an like an inkwell, and then you dip a feathered ink pen in there and then you sign your name. That's way, going way out of your way and highly difficult just by signing your name but that's how a man would do it. Because a man has got to choose the hardest fucking way of doing anything. Now, that leads me into the next part. As a man, you will have at no point in time ever any physical or emotional concern or, I'm sorry, rather, uh, any concern for your own physical or emotional safety at all. Because you're a man. Somebody says they want to fight you on top of a snow-covered roof in the middle of an ice storm. Your immediate answer is yes. Your wife says, hey, why don't you go out there and uh, get the get the stuff out of the back of the car. And you say, but the car is sliding down this, this ravine. I'll, I'll be killed. You don't, you don't say that. You just go and do it. You be a man. Now, as far as emotional safety goes... Same thing, you know, if your wife, you know, is, is, uh, you know, wants to leave you because she's found someone who's manlier than you, you just nod and let her. You say, mm-hmm, here, have some beef jerky on your way out. There you go. And then you sip on your tumbler of scotch whiskey. That's what you do. You just sip a scotch whiskey tumbler. And never, at any point in time, do you mourn or regret anything because you are a man. I want you to reiterate that. At no point in time do you ever mourn. Or regret anything because you are a man. At the very most, everything that happens in your life, you should tolerate with just gruff reflection. You can reflect upon it gruffly, like, hmm. You know, you make like a grunting sound, you're like, hmm, and you reflect back upon it, nod to yourself, sip your tumbler of whiskey. That's how you do it. That's how a man does it. And, uh, you know, lastly, Before I let you go, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about fires. As I said earlier, men are supposed to be, you know, these macho types. We're supposed to be manly, and that means creating fires. And I don't mean, like, going out there and committing arson. You know, I mean, if you want to, by all means, but you didn't get that idea from me. And if you link that shit back to me, I will come after you. In my 1970 Toronado. Because I am a man. But, uh, so, men start fires. You're going to want to start some fires. And I mean like you go out back and how does a man do it? Do you do you get a little bit of tindling and you know like some matches? No. You're going to want to get two sticks and rub them together. You're going to rub two sticks together until the friction creates a fire out of thin air. Then you're going to karate chop the that area of the fire, that area of the fire, and that's going to create just enough of the gust of wind that the that the whole fire will immediately go up like, burst into a giant blaze, and you will have created a fire with your bare hands, because you are a man. That's how you do it. Now, I've seen these things where men go up to, you know, and they get the tiniest little, tiniest little specks of fire going, and they're like, (laughs) to try to get the fire going, and they add more tindling. Don't do that. As soon as you see the spark, you just karate chop it, and whoosh, the fire will burst into flames, because you've done it because you're a man. At the very, if, if you need any tindling whatsoever, you just pull a few strands of your beard out, and you throw that in there. That's, that, that should be enough to fuel your fire for the next week and a half, because you're a man. So, there's, there's fires. Now, there's also uh, you know some other things that men do, that uh, are also overlooked. Did you know that a real man, a real manly man, man's man can change the direction of storms simply by giving it a curt look? Like if you, if you hear that there's a storm coming, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a tornado. Maybe you live in, a, in an area where a lot of tornadoes happen. I don't know what tornadoes are, but uh, I just said that. But tornadoes. Maybe there's a shitload of tornadoes that happen in your area. But, you know, maybe they don't. Maybe you grew up around here and there's no tornadoes around here. Or at least there didn't used to be. And uh, you think, man, I wonder why I've never seen a tornado. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because real men hear that a tornado is coming. They see, they look in the general direction of where the tornado is coming from. And they give it a don't fuck with me look. They give it that, that, you know, that stare of just like, I don't think so. And the tornado, it leaves. It changes direction because it doesn't want to fuck with, the, with them. It, it knows that they're a real man. And that's what type of manly, what type, what type of manliness exists, and they, they respect that. The storms themselves respect that. As a matter of fact, I, I was watching a uh, an episode of Storm Chasers, and I was showing those those people that actually chase storms, and I, I was thinking, man, those are the opposite of men, because uh, they, they they are following the storm away from wherever a man gave it that look, and they they want to see where it's going to go but what if what if you get two equally manly men on two opposite paths or i guess i guess a circle of them and the tornado comes down directly, directly in the middle of the circle of real manly men and they just all look at it with that same look what would the storm have to do it would just have to just dissipate it couldn't just sit there it would just have to just dissipate <clears throat> but Unfortunately, like I said, there's a real lack of real manly men in the world these days, which is why I provide you guys with this manliness that I, uh, you know, manly episodes every year. Um, Alright, last thing. Last thing. There are a few things about being manly that I would just like to touch on. They're just ways to know that you are manly. Just ways to know you're manly. And if, you, if, if you're a man, you'll know these. If you're not, then, you know, as you become more manly, you'll, you'll know them. You you understand them as well. A real man wakes up every morning at the crack of dawn, and the first thing they do is you look at your dingling, you look at your penis, and it's shining golden golden light fills you with pride, and you wake up, and then you you you, you, you get ready for work. And how do you how do you get ready for for your job of uh, uprooting trees with your bare hands? Well, easily. You you eat. A uh, a, a, you eat a hunk of meat left over from whatever it was that you killed previously, and then you fight an army of unnamed thugs, simply going from the front door of your house to wherever your truck is parked, and you and then again from wherever you park your truck to wherever it is that you uproot trees with your bare hands. Um, that's of course that's that's standard practice, and it, you know you do it again on the way home, of course, too. But uh, you know that's just manliness. That's just how uh, that's just being manly. Now, if you're a real man, you already understand this as well. You know that anytime you smile at a member of the opposite sex, they are instantly impregnated. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you're that manly. It's not your fault that a woman gives you attention. Maybe she's like, "Oh, sir, you dropped your keys," and you're like, "Oh, thank you," and you smile. Bam. She's knocked up. She's knocked up with like eight kids right now. She's the next Octomom, and it's your fault because you smiled at her. But it's not your fault. You don't control that level of manliness, and she should know going up to a manly man like that what, what the consequences are. And also, um, finally, a real man, uh, the final and ultimate way to know how, how, that you are the manliest man out there is I simply just want you all to try this. I want you to try this. Go out back. Make sure there's nobody around because if anybody else is around and you are a man, you're going to end up killing them. You'll evaporate them into nothingness. You'll you'll decimate them down to the last atom. But um, go out back. Go out back to your house. And God, for God's sake, not in the direction of your house, in the direction opposite of your house, I just want you to throw the hardest punch you can directly out in front of you. Now, what that should have done is that should have split... The land in front of you, from the sheer force of it, and a tear in the fabric of space time should open up in that time in that tear as it's closing, you should be able to see your past, present, and future all simultaneously as well as any parallel past, present, or futures that could possibly await you that's your manliness power working out now but now uh you know enjoy yourself, be a man, springboard your your ass off the ground, go punch a hole in the moon. And uh, be manly. And, uh, you know, of course, check out the following podcasts. I want you to check out a uh, Fireside Chat hosted by Ryan McCormick. I want you to check out 4AM uh, Knows All My Secrets hosted by Ryan McCormick and Tiffany Moore. Both of those are on Libsyn. I want you to check out uh, McSauce with Ian, Paul, and Matt on Podomatic. I want you to check out Case in Point on Audio Boom. Case in point is my son's favorite podcast, uh, and just the host of that, Justin Case, has become my son's personal fucking hero because he's building Kit from Knight Rider. Like a man would. Also, check out Lunch After Dark um, on Podbean. Excellent podcasts. If you enjoy mine, you'll enjoy them. And uh, I think that's it. I think that was a little, enough manliness. I could give you some more manliness, but I don't want to overwhelm you. I don't want to explode you from your non-manly standing points, and I don't want to decimate you down to the very atoms that create your body. So I think we'll leave you right there. And without further ado, please cue the fucking bear music. (laughs)